up with this list. Some of the whatever face podcast. Oh, but you at least got to get the name right. Is that not it? Whatever face is it? Is it that what it's called? No, that's what they said it was okay, called. Okay, whatever okay. face podcast. I thought you were just oh. missing it. I'm like, what up? What's happening? Uh, I would say it's a special episode. I, you know, I'm gonna stop saying I would say it's a special episode because every episode is special. I got Shannon Sharp face in the building with me, my brother. JB is back. <laughs> Yo, I guess that means you got the truth teller. That's cool. That's um, cool. My brother, the JB is back. We got a lot of stuff to talk to. I know what he wants to talk about, but I'm going to make him wait. And I'm going to start off with this. Where we at, go? This is what? Now you don't about to start off with. Please don't forgive me for what the stove did. Nobody touched the billy until Hope did. How many billionaires can come from Hope Crib? I count three, me, A, and Re. Bronze and Rock Boy, so four technically. That was a, a God did. Oh, 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 okay. Now you, 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 you starting off right then. You starting off right. Yeah, I start off. I start off with Hove did. Um, not yeah. God did. Hove Even did. though I ain't hear it, but you know, that's what you one did. Thing you you did. Mm, you know, it happens when you untech savvy niggas get technology. That's what happens, man. Yeah, man. I don't know what was going on here. My guy, uh, we're gonna start here with the Grammys. Um, yada yada yada. People won. Beyonce's most Grammy winning person ever. Chris Brown got mad. Uh, Rob Lab. Uh, but Hove did. Grammys made my nigga close out the show. Well, they didn't make him. He closed out the show. I wanted to ask you a couple things about this performance and this verse. Mm-hmm. I was, it was Jamel Hill said, we should appreciate this because we don't know when we're going to see the Carters at another Grammy award show. Do you think the cards were lined up to have Beyonce win and Hove perform? Because you know, I know it's one hand watches the other, and them niggas are not showing up unless they win something. But do you well, do you feel like that's the way, that's the way it is, or definitely now after you know the last debacle that happened at the Grammys when Jay Z was nominated for four 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 and didn't win anything, you think that they're going to go back there and be embarrassed and neither of them win anything? That's not going to happen. So, of course, it was lined up that way. It's not even a question in my mind. They're not, they not going to go back there if they're not going to win. I don't and why should they? To... Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you talking about Beyonce and Jay-Z, I don't want to glance over Beyonce being, in, being the most winning decadent uh, Grammy winner ever. I don't want to glance over that. Um, so sh- shout out to B for greatness as it always. But um, I was looking at because they kept saying, "Yo, I thought it was a whole tribute as opposed to the Doctor Day tribute that they gave out because they were pu- um, promoting Hove being on the show for at least two months." Mm. See, I ain't gonna hold you like. I didn't know. The only reason why did I watch, I didn't even watch it. I started off watching it, but then when I noticed that, I said, okay, 
they're trying to get viewership, so they're going to wait until the last, you know, segment to play God there. Because regardless who they allow to win the award and go on stage, they know why people was actually watching. So I knew that Khaled and God did was going to wind up ending out the show. So I was like, eh, it's getting late. I got something to do in the morning. Let me uh watch it and go tonight. I woke up like 3 o'clock in the morning, watch it on the internet. That's a good thing about the internet. But there's no way that they was going to go there if they wasn't going to win anything. He's not going. Jay-Z not going there performing in the Grammys just to perform. <laughs> Like, it's just not happening. <laughs> um, prior to his performance, they did a tribute. Shout out to Questlove for the hip hop tribute. Mm-hmm. I think he got the right acts to do a uh, tribute. And they said before the segment, um, there's no way we can get everybody possible to be in this tribute. But um, the reason why I'm going there is because as a fan of hip hop, you saw a hove in a crowd like, enjoying hip-hop music you you saw him as a fan like most of us have been fans of music you saw him in the in the audience having a fan moment rhyming with meth uh throwing throwing a, the um west indian gun up when a buster came out like you saw uh-huh. him just enjoying hip-hop and for him to close the show after the 50-year uh celebration of hip-hop there's two main things i want to talk to you about and neither one of them have to do with the actual performance because i keep forgetting that rick ross and little wayne are even on the song because i I took the niggas (laughs) off it's it's literally yeah that's that brooklyn that's that brooklyn bias bullshit but go ahead (laughs) yeah you know Did, did he not pack them niggas up though Nah, he did. He did. Wayne, but if Wayne, if Wayne would have had more bars, he wouldn't have. Wayne wouldn't have probably matched what he did. But Wayne was Wayne was talking though. Wayne was talking crazy. Wayne was talking until you remember that after him, you hear where we at? Go. I didn't yeah, know the song was going to be eight minutes long. Wayne said, God did his thing when he made me. <laughs> like, Wayne was going crazy. Yeah. Like, like, God, like, I'm saying, Wayne was going crazy. Like, if they would have extended his verse, you know, and then again, I'm whole bias as well. But I'm just saying, Wayne, Wayne was going crazy. Like, it wasn't even a... a you know, Ross just came in. He he did his little thing. He you know he had a couple of trinkets and a uh, shining moments, little cute cute little balls. But I'm saying, Wayne came on in and was and was speaking, and yeah, then of yeah, course Holm came yeah, on in. He, he just he, he just went retarded. He was speaking until <laughs> until. All right, but, all right, but but let me refresh your memory. Think about um swagger like that. Right? Think about it. Like, Hove got busy, but when T.I. came on, T.I. had the best verse. You know why? No, that's 100% a fact. T.I. cleaned all of the niggas up. Exactly. And and T.I. also had the most bars. You know what I mean? So it's like... His album, nigga. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disputing the fact, but I'm just saying, like, you give me more to see, chances are, if I have skill, I'm going to be the one that's shining the most. 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you got a point. I ain't gonna argue with you there. But the two points that I want to talk about, like I said, don't really have nothing to do with the performance. I want to ask you, as a Brooklyn Knight, as a person with whole bias, and this is almost going to be an education point for some of the people that don't know who the two people at the table were outside of Ross and Wayne, mm-hmm. but to have Emery and OG at the table at the Grammys is what I, I want to talk about. Those yeah. two individuals, Emory Jones and OG Wan. If you if man, I don't want to be the person to tell a story, but if in a good way, but if you can enlighten the folks to just who those two individuals are and why it was so important that those two were present for that verse on a Grammy stage. Well, because the verse, the God did verse is a lot about those two people. Those Mm. two people was with him as he was making his transition from the streets to the boardroom. All right. Emory is from Maryland. So a lot of his rhymes, a lot of his raps that you hear him talking about, Emory was the person that was there. Right? So he had first-hand knowledge and first-hand culpability of what was going on in 20 years of raps that we, that Jay-Z rapping about. And so was Juan. Right? Juan was the Uptown Connect, and Emory had the plugs outside in D.C. So everything that you hear Jay-Z talking about out of state, you know, Virginia, Maryland, uh, uh, Rolla, you know, all these people, those are the two people that was with him. So when he's talking about, and that rap that's saying, you know, full circle, those are the people that he came full circle with. So to have him at the table, which seemed as though it was like the Last Supper, it was a huge table, a huge feast. The mm-hmm. name of the song is God Did. It seemed kind of symbolic of the Last Supper. And those are the people that was with him. And those are the people that are still with him when he made his transition. And now he's so far behind what he, you know, did was always doing back then that it came full circle and it became and it was really iconic why he had them there. So when I seen them there, they never, they don't rap a song. They don't, you know, you know, Emery is the, you know, apparel, is is head of apparel over there in Rock Nation. So he do paper planes and things like that. And Juan does, you know, all of the athletes and things of that nature. But those are his mans. You know, they transition from the streets to, you know, the boardroom. And when I seen them at the table, I was like, nah, this here different. Nigga, I had that same reaction when I saw, I, like, I was cheesing like a kid in a candy store because I'm like, these niggas don't know who are, who's represented at the table. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you listen to, if, if, you, if you're not a whole fan and you're listening to, um, I had somebody ask me what was, the, what was the significance of um, Juan and Emery, and I'm like, well, 
if it wasn't for Emery first, Jay wouldn't be Jay. Because Emery took a rap for Jay. Yeah, it, that, yeah. You know, Emery, Emery took the charge. So <laughs> we would have never knew who Jay-Z was. Like we know who Jay-Z was, but this this Jay-Z that we see out like out right now, that would have never happened. That never happened. Somebody had so, to take that chance. For you to for you to bring that say and say that it's full circle, to have somebody who basically put Jay on a trajectory to be who he is, who was with him in the trenches when he was doing what he was doing, to have both of those guys sitting at the table at the Grammys as successful black business owners. Because you had a business, you were, they were business owners before, but it was just a pharmaceutical business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm glad you said it because trust me, man, I know, like, shit is business you know what i'm saying i've i've done all kind of business and that's one of them like like there's numbers there's numbers that have to be accounted for there's product that have to be bought there's you know inventory there's profit there's losses there's you know workers that shit is business yeah and it's a it's a hard business to do because you have to worry about the law at the end of the day the Jack Boys at the end of the day. So it's a very complicated business. But it's business. Not even... So if you look at it in that same vein, right? Every business has to make sure uh, they're doing things by the books so that way they don't get jammed up. If you mm -hmm. look at uh, hedge fund owners, uh, there's an SEC in place for a reason. To make sure everybody's doing things the right way. So I, I, I labeled it a business because that's what it was. Yeah. And to have Emery represented there, and then to have Juan, who was never in the camera, we may have heard about Juan and a couple freestyles. Um, the one I can think about off the top of my head um, is off the S. Carter soundtrack. Oh, you a and, fan, fan? Okay, all right, cool. Oh, come on, I, I, come on. Okay, man. all right, come okay, on, all right. I was come about on. to say it, but I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see if you, you know, what I mean, if you was a fan, fan. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm listening. Cool, come on, man. When, when when he brought True Life in the mix, when they were doing the uh, rock, but when well, when Cam came to the rock and got his chain mm -hmm. took by, anyway, um, but to have those two guys represented on a Grammy stage and to see the turnaround of what they used to be, even though they were young businessmen back in the streets, to be ahead of corporate offices on a Grammy stage, like, even in the lyrics, he goes, I know it's crazy to y'all, because this is wild to us, like. That's a fact. And not for nothing, man, let me just say this. We often don't get the chance to change. They send us to jail before we get a chance to change, mm -hmm. which is ironic because they always allow them to change and them to get businesses but when it's time for us they send us to jail for football numbers like you know I so many other ethnic backgrounds they have their own little syndicates they do what they do they change they make some bread they get a business they go on about their life they don't allow us to do that like the Kennedys bootleg liquor. They didn't go to jail. 
They allow them to change their business practices, their businesses going about their life. BMF was doing the same thing. Everybody know what 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 goes on in this country. It's only you know people, certain people, and a lot of people that that don't make any money, any real money. They try to make it seem, or they want to make it feel as though the real people that get real money in this money in this country play by the law hundred percent. That's just a lie. But certain people are allowed to change and become better people, and other people aren't. So I'm every time I see Jay-Z, I'm happy the fact that he was able to change his business practices and became legit. Like I love it. He said I want, I'm hearing him make real niggas feel seen. I know yeah. they're gonna uh you're gonna hear this playback and you're gonna say, yo, why they think I'm talking from a phone in jail? Because sometimes your headphones <laughs> 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 nah, but in all seriousness, um, one of the things that I smile about watching the ascension uh, of all of those people, Emory especially, is let's say he doesn't take that 10-year uh, that bid and home does. Emory... We don't know what his life's trajectory would be. We don't know where he would be. Um, but for him to come out and be running a well-established clothing line. Like, I'm not talking, oh, you came out and you're doing like a, you got a FedEx route. And I'm, no no disrespect uh -huh. to anybody that sustains a job when they get out. No, yeah. no disrespect to anybody. But to come out and be basically the head of an organization that is legitimate with paperwork, his IRS stuff involved, and you're receiving a check. And I'm sure it came back to a very, 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 very nice welcome home package. Uh -huh. But to it's, have, yeah. It's because people, like, you have to know, like, like you have to make a sacrifice to something. And you have to, it, it doesn't matter if it's five years or it's 10 years, right? Like, if you know that you was doing something that was illegal, right? And you know that in the long term, your man has the potential to be whatever it is, whoever he wants to be, right? Whatever field that, that it is. You, the type of person that you have to be to say to yourself, okay, cool. All right, I'm going to take this and I'm going to put you know, it in God's and in his hands to say, when I come home, I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. He's going to look out for me and we're going to do whatever it is that our plan was. You know the type of person that you have to be? Just look at what goes on every day. Yo, people don't want to, yo, there's, there's people that are out here gunning. These little kids are out here gunning, 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 gunning. They don't want to take six months. They telling on everything moving. Oh, they, they'll tell what you had for lunch last week. Yeah. So it's like, you, you, so it's a certain amount of respectability and a certain amount of manhood that's attached to that. Oh, like, okay, cool. Like, I know what it's like to not want to get up every day in the morning and go and clock into nobody's job. All right. It comes with it unless you're able to 
put food and, and generate your own money legally, the underground creates a very, 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 um, shall I say, it's an appetite. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to do it. When you say to yourself, damn, I'm going to work eight hours and I'm going to take home $200 or whatever it is that people make. I ain't trying to say nothing crazy about what nobody makes. I'm just saying. And when you know that, you can, you could you could do whatever it is that you're doing, all right, in the underground, you could make five grand in that same time and less than that and fucking an hour, two hours. A lot of people is going to take the other route. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> and then when you know for a fact that in this country, the laws aren't set up for you to win anyway. So whatever it is that you think that you plan by the books, those other people are not playing by the books, but they got laws and they got lobbyists that vote for whatever it is that they're doing to give them a chance to win. But if I do it, I'm going to go to jail. Oh, well, okay, I'm going to take the chance. Oh, I'm not gonna take the chance. Whatever I think it is. is, yeah, go ahead, bro. I think it's completely ironic that um, we were the most popularized and incarcerated uh, black and brown for mm-hmm. drugs, and once the government was able to find out how they could monetize off of drugs, look what happens. You exactly. got weed shops in the middle of Times Square. You got like unheard of people walking around rolling in the city without like bro but- the the gall the gall of this country, bro. When I when I leave out of this country and I go to Europe and I go around and I see how they treat me, bro, and then I come back here, it's embarrassing. It almost makes you want to cry. You like my forefathers built this country. Mm-hmm. I it, They gave so much to this. They fought and died in wars in this country. They were slaves in this country. And I come here and I get treated like this. I go to Europe. I go different places and these people are grabbing on me. Come drink. Come, come do this. Come eat for free. Come do this. And I'm like, you know, I'm standoffish. I'm like, yo, get off me because all I see is like, you know, <laughs> white. I'm like, you're fucking grabbing on me for, but it's like, they get offended because they, you know, but they don't understand. I'm from America where. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a lot, know, it's a lot different. Walking down the street and a white woman grabbed me or touched me that I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that there's some BS coming behind that. Mm-hmm. But you go there and there's none of that happening. So you, you come here and it's embarrassing when you see the type of things that happen and you're like it's embarrassing it almost makes you you know like Nas in that song project windows he said um they say that there's so many ways out the ghetto but when i look out my window there's no signs that say this way out yeah you know what i mean it's like you say it but eh, i don't know nobody that's really getting out so it's like 
it's it's so crazy, man. It, it, it's it's so crazy. It's 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 almost disabilitating to a you know to a point. You you mentioned a couple of things that's leading me to my next point. Uh, you mentioned embarrassing. You mentioned crazy, and these young niggas not necessarily wanting to do time for anybody, which is a perfect segue into why does Ja Morant want to live a life, a dual life? Mm. He wants to be a basketball player, but he also wants to portray that he's a gangster. And I'm not saying, I don't know, none of Ja's ties, but you can't have it both ways. You can't get your foot out the hood. Oh, oh no, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you for a fact, Ja, there's nothing tough about Ja. It's nothing tough about Ja. Um, it's, it's nothing tough about Ja. Like, I was seeing, I was on the internet and I seen Shannon Sharp say something about him. And then I seen these other guys, um, they had like a vlog about it and they was like trying to scold Shannon Sharp as though like he was saying something that was wrong. And that, you know, that's a lot of the part of our problem, right? A lot of us, we, we, we just, we, we cap for no reason. Like we lie. We, 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 we don't have one solid uniform voice we know that there's nothing tough about Ja. <laughs> you understand like like adult men in uniform should be saying the same thing Shannon Sharp said but you know what it is if 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 Ed don't like Shannon Sharp then Ed feels like he can't agree with Shannon Sharp because of what Shannon Sharp said about LeBron and Jordan two weeks ago, which is the most silly, asinine type of female type of shit. Yo, I don't know what happened to men, but somewhere across the line, men have become more chatty than women. Nigga. Like, it's the craziest shit. Like, the gossiping and the, and the, and the feelings over facts shit used to only be for women. Now, men are worse than women. Yeah. Dog, I watched Ja with his father. I watched Ja with his sisters practicing. Ja, Ja, Ja. Like, and I, and it's like these kids, the, the, these young boys be listening to Lil Durk and they be listening to the, and it's like, they really think that they spinners. You will have, you not tough. You never did nothing in the streets ever in your life. So why would you even want to be like, why would you even want to portray that? You can't have know. a $200 million contract and yeah. and and say you are you a spinner. It just don't add up. Two, I, two and two ain't four in that instance. Something gonna happen. Something gonna happen. Something gonna happen. And that's the part nothing. He get it from his father. That, his father. His father's a clown. His father's a clown. Oh, 100%. Yeah, his father's a clown. 100%. Like, you know, you 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 courtside, you see a situation going or about to brew. If that was my son, I'd have been running to my son or, or just trying to calm shit down. I know nothing's going to come off this shit. What am I trying to portray like I'm tough? Shannon in an arena full of security. Shannon Sharp would have put his father in his back pocket. Period. <laughs> in his back pocket. 
Yeah, but I don't like these. I wouldn't even try to like portray that. Like I would have just been telling my son, yo, go in the locker room. Like, go in the locker room. Shut up. Go in the locker room. Like, yo, I tell my son this all the time. And my son been in, my son is is a has been a full contact kid since he's been four years old. Taekwondo for seven years. He been boxing for the last two. He he been in football for 10 years. I told my son, yo, yo, let me tell you something. The smartest people try not to fight. Yeah. The smartest people try to, yo, yo, once you leave out the house, the only thing that you should be trying to do is get back get home. home. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Like, what you trying to prove? Like, regardless of what it is, you're going to lose. Somebody don't, if you could talk yourself, or if you could walk away, let me tell you, walk away. You will never have done more than I've done. You've never, you, you wouldn't seen what I've seen. And I'm telling you, if you could, if you could walk away, I don't care if somebody's, that they say, oh, you soft, you did that. Okay, I got my freedom. Okay, I'm doing, because once you, once you hear them sell doors closed, Mm-hmm. Once you go and you or you in the dirt, what they gonna say? They gonna put you in a t-shirt and they gonna forget about you in two days. <laughs> forget about it. You're done. I don't understand why John Moran think that he or oh, I have to play like he's tough. But I'm gonna tell you one thing. If they don't stop it, you're gonna see what's gonna happen to him. And 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 I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna even go deeper with that John Morant shit. I wanted to root for John Morant so bad because I love his talent. But I'm looking at his posts and I'm looking at his, and I'm like, man, dog, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get all the jewelry right now. <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta get all the rapper cards. You got, and and I'm gonna tell you, like, not for nothing. I seen this coming. I seen it. Like I'm like, uh, I seen him with the rappers. I'm seeing him with the rapper shit. I'm like, eh. He hasn't, and that's the problem. A lot of times when you not when you've never been outside, outside, that you don't know what you're getting away from. You understand? Like this is why that you see a lot of these weak ass rappers become millionaires and then go and sign with or or or, or try to be around gang members. Because they've never done that, so they don't know that most of those people are trying to get away from that. They think it's cool until something happens. Right? Back in the day, the niggas that was out in the streets used to tell you, "Yo, my man, you you don't you ain't you ain't about this life." Yeah, yeah, yeah go to school. Go to you ain't about this. Like we see you, we see you hoop over here. You got a talent. We heard you over here. We see your artistic ability. You can draw. You can do. You ain't, go inside. And I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what's the difference nowadays. Back in the days when we grew up, those were the older people that lived life, and we didn't care. Like money wasn't associated with with um knowledge. Nowadays, these little niggas and these people with anybody that got the most money, they consider them to be the big homie. So it'll be a it it could be a dude that's 18 years old, 
He could bust it like he could have bust a scam. Now he the big homie of the hood. He don't have no knowledge. He don't know what's what's right or what's wrong. They tell somebody. You just got but they gonna listen to him. Exactly. They gonna listen to him because nowadays it's all about the bag. They don't care. Like they don't care to to have any knowledge. If you don't have no money, they never listening to you. And this is why they lose. And this is the problem is when people started making money, the most integral thing in the community. When you put money over morals, you always gonna lose. Always. Yeah. Money yeah. don't give you common sense and brains and like it's no way you won't lose. These dudes be calling kids that's like 19, 20 years old, big homie. How? <laughs> yeah. 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 I hope, I hope, man, I hope that somebody, you know, gets to him and tells him what's right and wrong. Because when I saw the press conference, they coach was like, oh, it wasn't nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know my beef is with the, the, the little Cubs from Minnesota? Minnesota? Uh, Memphis, sorry, not Minnesota. But there's two different Cubs. The Cubs from Memphis is that John got a battery in that team back that makes, like, they talk like Like they they've are, done something. They've never done the, nothing. Nigga, not a Western Conference final. Not nothing. Not, nothing. not, not a not championship. Nothing. Yo, he said, you know what he said the other day? He said, they were asking, they was like, do you feel like the 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 monk the, the target is on your back? He was like, Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody want to see us lose. You know what I'm saying? Just 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 look all on social media. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like we the under we the underdogs and everybody wanna go against us. I'm like, Cha, Cha, you haven't won anything. <laughs> Nuts. This this makes me not want to live for you because you haven't won nothing. Like, can you win something before y'all think that way? The decline was when a nigga said, "I'm good in the West," and I, yeah, I feel like, it was horrible. yeah, see, yo, he he clearly doesn't know what he's talking about, and he doesn't he doesn't have the attribute of media like he doesn't know what what media training is yeah like he said a bunch of shit oh i would have killed jordan i would bro 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 like (laughs) jordan would have did you so dirty my nigga like like so there's a difference between having confidence and just being outlandishly silly right like and unfortunately, he hasn't understand understood yet what the difference is. And nobody is gonna nobody's gonna tell him, you know why? Because he's the rich one. Mm-hmm. He's around a bunch of yes men. Just that simple. You just said you the big homie when you got when you if you got the most money, yeah. you the big homie. And that's a <clears throat> dangerous scenario for him because with you having the most money. Nigga, that's why wolves are around. You there? They, you talk gangster because you you paying for it. You you paying for the 
allure that you're untouchable. Mm-hmm. It's like what? Mm-hmm. It's like you're an NBA player, bro. <laughs> like, Nigga, like you should have no yo. There should be no thought that passes into your mind about being gangster, bro. Like nothing, nothing. Practice, nutrition, God, <laughs> family, bro. Like, what do I care about? You know what I'm saying? Get back to my hood from afar, and that's that. Why would I ever care about that? Dude said, dude said that somebody said something about a gun, and then Josh said, I'll let him live this time. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the difference between Adam Silva and David Stern. If David Stern would have heard that shit. Oh, I nah. That, John would have been out of here. Oh, oh no. Mm-mm. David Stern brought mad people into his into his office. I heard mad in them um, NBA players was like David Stern had, you know, had my whole, Allen Iverson was like David Stern born and he was like, yo, like, why are you, why are you with this guy? You know that this guy had a tip murder? He was like, nah, don't bring him to the, um, he, 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 yo, he cannot come with you to the arenas. Yeah. Did like, he with the arenas too? Yeah. Like, what are you talking, like, you know who this guy is? Oh, this guy did such and such, such and such. No, nah, I don't want him around. Y'all don't want him in a, I don't, y'all don't want him in arenas. I think the difference between uh, Silver and Stern is Silver's trying to appeal to a younger audience and yeah. Stern was trying to run a business. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to run a business, bro. Yeah, I'm going to run a business. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run a business. Like, if it's my business, I'm going to run it the way I want to run it. If, you, if it's your business, Run it the way you want to run it. I'm gonna run my. I, I'm gonna run mine the way I want it. Plain and simple. Speaking of running businesses the way they want it, they want them to be ran. Uh, I love how you set me up for all my segues. Uh, don't worry, I'm gonna get to your topic. Oh, we could get but, there, man. I got all night. No, 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 no. You know, I mean, I we're gonna all... still walk this thing. We're gonna still walk this thing. Uh, uh, we gonna this work. Uh, Nets president traded. Kyrie off to Dallas. Um, there's a lot of trades right happening right in front of me. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of trades happened. Uh, Polinka was about to get run out of LA. Yeah, he, he had to be. Yeah, he's, about to he's about to get run out. He sent Westbrook packing and got back D'Angelo and um, what's the other bull name? Uh, Beasley. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh. Josh Hart is reconnected with his former teammate from Villanova, Jalen Brunson, in New York. Uh, Utah has 15 picks. Like, there's a lot happening. But Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot to be said about managers running a business and doing what they want to do. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to put you in the position of a GM. It's your team. It's your show. If a player hasn't necessarily been the... You know what? Let me not put context on it. Are you doing what's best for you or are you doing what's best for the player? I'm doing what's best for the team. Okay. Right? So, like, let me just use the Brooklyn Nets for an example, right? 
Um, I'm a Kyrie fan. Um, I'm a Nets fan. I like the Nets. But I wouldn't give Kyrie a four-year max contract under, under no circumstances. And I would have told Kyrie that. I'm not going to give you a four-year <laughs> max contract. <laughs> See, the problem is a lot of time in business, people like to sugarcoat a lot of things. And the player don't know where you stand. I would have told him, nah, I'm not giving you a four-year contract. And I would have given him reasons why I'm not giving him a four-year contract. If you want to go two years, the max, or year by year, I have no problem doing that. Four years? Nah, I'm not doing that with you. I'm not. And whatever, however he would have felt, it's however he would have felt, and the team would have made, you know, appropriate adjustments after that. But me as a GM, I can't trust Kyrie to give him four years. I just can't. Yeah. That's my thing. That's my thing. I will say I had a conversation where I told somebody, I'm like, put aside how I feel about Kyrie and everything that he's done. He hasn't done, he hasn't been the most intelligent with his moves. Put that aside. I understand the talent that he is on the basketball court. But as a GM, I can't look myself in the mirror every morning and say, I gave that man a four-year deal. My beef with Kyrie, and I said it before. I said it to you. Mm-hmm. The nigga plays when he wants to play. And the other time, it's just like, eh, the nigga has all the talent in the world, but it's just like a switch. He's like, oh, I'll give you 40 tonight, or I'll give you 20, or hey, here's 15, when he can consistently give you 40. And that's my he, only beef with Kyrie. He ain't got nothing you know to do he with said? his off-the-court antics. You know what he said? He said that he felt like he was underappreciated. Now, I'm telling you, I'm a huge Kyrie fan. But I'm going to call bullshit wherever I see it. Bro, underappreciated. You have to look at him. Yo, when it comes to him and Russell Westbrook, I have never seen two athletes who will never look in the mirror at themselves and take any accountability for anything. Like, bro, what do you mean you was you you, you felt like you was not appreciated? You played basketball when you want to play basketball. Like, I'm not even mad if that's, that he didn't want to take the, the vaccine. That's that's up to you. You don't want to get paid. I agree. I, I agree. That's up to you. That's your body. Nobody can force you to do put anything in your body. Cool. But when he decided not to play because the uh, the the whatever they call it, the insurgents on the Capitol, he said that he was, you know, feeling whatever word he used, he was like, um, he's feeling unsteady of what happened recent. And then he was at his sister's party. Yeah. Yeah. My problem is this, bro. And this is my only problem. If you're coming to me looking for me to give you money, you have to adhere to what I want you to do. If not, I'm going to give you my money. (laughs) That's the only problem that I don't think he understands. Bro, 
you're not cutting the checks. I am. So if I'm telling you as your boss, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much money that you're getting paid. You're getting paid by me. So whatever type of money that you think you have, imagine what I have. (laughs) And I'm paying your salary. So if you're not playing the amount of games or whatever it is that I feel like I want you to play so I could get my return, my ROI, I'm not going to have you on my team. Yeah. Like, yeah. It ain't for me to send you, it ain't for me to put you. It ain't for me to send you to your your choice, uh, who your buddies and who you want to be with. And, yeah, I, if I want to, I can do that. But my interest is the team. So no, I'm not going to send you where your heart's desire is and make it easy for you to just click up with you, with your boys. No, that ain't so, that, that's, that ain't the same with this about. I had that conversation yesterday with like one of my homeboys. We were saying. Um, what would be the smarter choice, right, for the Nets? Because the Nets had a deal on the table that could have gotten them back Bradley Bill, but Kyrie would have had to go to the Lakers. Him and I was saying whether or not we have the maturity level to say to myself, eh, can I take this deal when I know Bradley Bill is an absolute very, very good player that could possibly keep KD around or with my despise for Kyrie make me be like, nah, I'm not sending him there. And I had to tell my man, I said, bro, I do, you know, I deal with a lot of business. But I'm like, sorry. I wouldn't have sent him there either. Like, I felt like I didn't get what I wanted from him. I'm not going to give him back what he wants. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm already a billionaire. So what are you going to tell me? Like, I'm going to give him what he wants ultimately, what he's forcing his hand to do when I couldn't get him to do what I was paying him $40 million for? Nah, I just, nah, I wouldn't have did it. I think in every line of business, and uh, if you're in a position where you're a, a boss or you're on the other side, you're an employee, it's always... I like to go by the moniker, one for you, one for me, right? So if I'm the boss and I ask you to do something and you knock it out of the park, okay. Now I know I can trust you with something and I may even lean on you more for other stuff and other stuff may be a promotion, a, a, a bonus, whatever have you. On the flip side, if I'm the worker and you give me an assignment and I know I knock it out of the park and I make you look good or whatever have you. The one for me is when I submit a vacation uh, or some time off that you're going to be like, you know what? You looked out for me and you handled that. Go ahead and take your vacation. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no problems with that. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is very true. If you didn't do anything for me and I'm giving you $40 million, why would I then just be like, oh, good, go go right off to L.A. Go, yeah. go ahead and re- have a good time. Wouldn't be for me. Wouldn't be for me. I know me. I wouldn't do it. 
<laughs> I wouldn't do it. Under no circumstances, like I wouldn't do it. Like I would feel upset. Like I would, like I would be annoyed at the fact that I felt like I was paying him all this money for him to be a part-time player, and I'm leaving the stipulation open to say that I would not be mad at anybody that said, eh, nah, I'm not going to take the vaccine. I'm not, I, I don't want to take it. I'm not going to be mad at I, nobody. I whatever they decide to put in their body. Cool. If you say that I don't got to pay you and you don't feel comfortable with it, cool. Don't take it. But then you're doing something else over here and then you're over there. Now I'm feeling like, eh, it's a little bit, it's craziness going on. So it's like, Am I going to keep paying you this amount of money, bro? I'm not going to. Unless something has to get done. And I'm sitting here right now as I'm speaking to you, watching this man dazzle on the court. And I'm like, man, he's, he's, a, he's an enigma. To, tell you, to say to the least, he's an enigma. And that's the issue I had. Uh, Coach K knew exactly what he had. Mm-hmm. You can fake the injury. Hey, look, we ain't see Kyrie at home. We only see him in a do uniform for the game. Let him sit down, get ready for the draft. I know what I got. Like I know who that that who that kid is. It's a thousand mm-hmm. kid. I I don't need no more. But on February seventh. Get the day straight. 2023. A Laker, since we're talking about Kyrie not going back to L.A., a Laker by the name of LeBron James became the number one Book patter in the nation, folks. That's what I'm here to say. (laughs) (laughs) The number one stat patter in the world on (laughs) that. No, but in all seriousness, uh, LeBron passed Kareem 38-890 for the all-time scoring um, title. And I got a whole bunch of people on my DM. Shout out to Courtney. He hit me up and said, bro, I know you a hater, but you got to, are we going to see a post or something about this? And I said, I love the game too much to let my hate cloud what is happening. I'm a fan of the game. I love everything about basketball. And for a record that has been in existence for as long as I've been living that I thought nobody would pass. And I'm talking about the efficient scorers that came through the league. AI. Talk about it. Talk about it. T-Mac. Carmelo Anthony. I never thought anybody was going to touch that uh, Kareem scoring record because it just seemed so unattainable. Uh It did. It did. For the kid from Akron, and I'm just going to read a couple stacks before I call ISO and just let you 
Go forth. Um, I'm gonna read off a couple stats. That's just crazy. Uh, so for somebody to do what LeBron James did in terms of 20 years in the league at 38 years old, put up 38,000 points to dethrone LeBron James, you would have to average 29 points a game for 19 years and play all 82 games. Nigga, that's insane. Yo, like, what are we talking about? Like, like, we're going to have to break it down right now. Because what I want to know is what, like, what are we talking about? When we talk about... When we talk about LeBron James, like, what do we, like, I want to know, what is it? Is it about style, right? If we want to say, is LeBron James the most polished scorer? Is he the most skilled scorer? Absolutely not. He's not more skilled than Kobe or T-Mac. He's not as graceful as MJ. But the point of the game is to put that orange leather cylinder in that hoop. And I'm sorry, but there's nobody that has done it better than him. Who he scored over you know he's averaged 25 points per game for 18 straight seasons. On top of on top of on top of averaging eight assists in his career. Like, yo. I really be wanting people to just tell me, right? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say, or if somebody say that they think MJ is the best, cool, cool. I'm not gonna say that that's blasphemous talk, cool. But nobody can make me believe that anybody has had a better career than LeBron. Like, longevity to count for something and it's not like he's hanging on he's not hanging on it's not like he's in his last last lane doing this he's averaging 30 or 50 percent and still getting seven and seven what are we talking about kareem was averaging what 13 points in the 20th season Come on, man. Like, people got to stop. People got to stop. People got to stop. They got to stop. They got to I'm going to I'm gonna interject while you keep getting your victory parade. I'm and just saying. Cigar. I'm just saying. What we talking about, bro? What we talking about? I wish, and I wish it line, a line for you to be up here with my boy, Patrick, um, who brought up a point and said to him, 
the greatest basketball player is Kareem because he won at every level. High school, college, pros, Olympics. And the points where it is a very important feat, the points is one aspect that he has above LeBron, has above Kareem. But in terms of the all-around, in terms of basketball, greatness to win at every level is not something that should be scoffed at. And I'm not here to argue his point, but I did think it was a, a valid valid reason, and I'll give you space there to debate him because he's not here, but I just told you his point. I will let the floor be yours for you to debate what he just said. I think it is a valid point, right? But we can't, we cannot knock me because I was too good to go to, as Kareem was too. If, if they would have had, if they would have had the same rules when Kareem was playing that they had when LeBron was playing, Kareem wouldn't have went to college neither. Kareem would have went straight to the pros from, from high school. So don't, LeBron didn't go to high school. I mean, didn't go to college, sorry. Now, when we talk about what makes LeBron different from Kareem is because there's never been a, I've never seen an NBA, nobody has ever seen an NBA player that had more responsibility on a day-to-day basis than LeBron. Like LeBron, Le, yo, LeBron set up the team, passed the ball, scored the ball, and his, in, in, in his first 15, 16 I won't say 16, let's say 12 years. Very good on, very good defender. He got jerked when they gave it to Mark Gasol, the defensive player of the year. Kareem wasn't, Kareem wasn't doing that. Kareem was getting the ball in the low box and asked to score a rebound, you know what I'm saying? Score a rebound and block shots. LeBron was actually through everything. So, although I'm not taking anything from Kareem, but there's a reason why people that actually break down every aspect of the game don't really put Kareem. They say Jordan, LeBron, LeBron, Jordan. They do that for a reason, bro. Everybody know what, what Kareem did numbers-wise. But they know that. Like, for an example, I know that Kareem was great, right? But... Mm-hmm. Greatness transcends every era. In this era right now, what would what would Kareem be? I say this with no no disrespect to the great Kareem, Lou Alcindor. <laughs> um, he would, and I don't want to. Yeah, not I know you don't want to say it because it hurts you to say. What would he be? Like, these centers right now are, are banging the ball up, shooting threes. Like, it's a different game. He excelled in his time. G. Willigers, I'm proud of him. He's an all-time great. However, in this time, when that baseline, they could front 
and and pick a play beyond play behind Kareem and have somebody fronting the passing lane. What would Kareem do? I he will not, say this. He's not shooting jump shots. No. I, I, I will say this. I feel like a lot of the LeBron hate. Mine's is solely um mine's is solely on the stance of I felt him and Melo should have at least shared the rookie of the year uh when they came in the league. Because Melo's team went to the playoffs, Bron's team didn't. But my point is not my hate for LeBron. But Ooh, that's a long time to carry such clear. <laughs> It's not. It's not about my hate for LeBron, but to see somebody who had so much expectation coming out of high school, not only live up to that expectation, but to surpass, mm. like, and to never cheat the game, bro. Like, this is what this is what I this is what I this is what I love about LeBron most, bro. I went to see him first time in Cleveland. I went to see him in Miami. I went to see him in Cleveland. I went to see him in LA. 20 years, bro, I never felt like this nigga was taking it easy on the game, bro. He been that dude. How many times did you look at an NBA game in the regular season and know that these dudes is not giving they all? You mean like AD every night? Yo, oh yeah, AD. Yo, yo, AD, <laughs> especially last night. Especially last night. Yo, I don't know what's, what's up with AD, but I don't even care at this point. But yeah, like, like AD. Somebody that that has the ability, AD. If AD went hard, AD is a 30.50 re, 50 rebound, 15 rebound a game person. But he just don't he just don't care enough. He don't care enough to be that type of person. He cheats the game, he cheats the people that's watching, he cheats people that going out there paying their money. You think that's because he won already? Huh? So do you think that's because he's won already? You think the hunger would be there if he didn't win? Oh, he. I, I think that he's satisfied. I think he won the ring. He's satisfied. Like, not yo. Everybody, yo. It's hard. It's hard to get up in the morning and go to work when you're sleeping on silk sheets. It, it, it's like everybody is not LeBron. Everybody's not Jordan. Everybody's not AI. Everybody is not. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't have that type of dog to do it over and over and over again. You Let me ask you start? this question. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Yeah, go ahead. What do you say to the people that speak to the LeBron fans? Um, the LeBron fans that say men lie, women lie, numbers don't when it's about his accolades, but reject the fact that winning is a part of the numbers. And where LeBron has all the accolades, first in points, fourth in assists, um, titles, MVPs, you name it, Olympic gold medals, those are all numerical things that we can look at. But also the LeBron fans that put his numbers 
as the primary reason for him being herald to them, the GOAT, they get upset when the maybe the Kobe fans or maybe the MJ fans or whoever the fans may be, the LeBron fan base gets upset when the conversation about winning, which is a numerical concept, is brought into the picture because it's like, oh, well, so all y'all got is the conversation about him winning, but what about blah, 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 blah? What do you say to those LeBron fans who cheer when the numbers make their, argue, make their argument but are ready to call somebody a hater when the same numbers go against their argument? All right. I don't know how to how to answer the question as to, as to say what I would say to the LeBron fans, but what I would say to the opposition that talks about um, the finals record, right? Mm-hmm. I will go, like, I'm going to address both parties. You cannot forget that basketball is a team game. This isn't tennis. This isn't bowling. You're only as good as your team. I can't let you use that cop out. No, nah, it's a fact. Let me finish. Okay. You're right. You're right. right. Yeah. You finish. When he didn't produce, like, that finals against Dallas, I ate his food. Right? It took me years to figure out, and I didn't figure out. It took for somebody in his camp to actually tell me what was going on around that time. What was the reason why he was playing that way? Because I couldn't, I'm looking at the TV and I couldn't understand for the life of me what was going on mentally. It took me years to hear what, what, what actually happened. But anytime after that, I want to talk about common sense. I want to talk about probability and I want to talk about what he actually did to contribute to his team. Now, mind you, I'm still saying he was terrible from the second game on. Terrible. The reason why they lost that finals. Every finals after that, he was on his shit. See, things are never black and white. I don't think LeBron is the GOAT because he has more points than I don't. I don't look at LeBron as like a point first person, although he's has more points than anybody else. I watch the game. I see how he played. He don't go out just trying to dominate in points. Which lets me know that if he wanted to go out and score 30 points per game, he could have did that every season easily. So if we're talking about his finals record, you have to break down each and every finals. People don't like to do that, bro. People, it's hard for people to say, okay, let's break down what happened in this final. And I want to tell people this, and they could go back and check it. Because it's hard for somebody to tell me something about that man's career that I don't know. <laughs> The only time that he lost in the finals 
that he was the the favorite is the first year against Dallas. When they when they lost in the finals, they was the underdog. They was picked to lose. All of these times when all these people be saying they had Bosh, they had Wade, they had bro. When they went against Indiana, and Indiana had Paul George, um, David West, that that center who I can't remember. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, and that the um that they, they, Miami was the underdogs. Vegas picked them to lose. You talking about the Eastern Conference? I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. They wasn't even supposed to. Yo, they was underdogs in Vegas to even make the finals. So you know what people looking for? Him to be a superhero because that's how they see him. I don't see him as a superhero. <laughs> I see him as a dominant basketball player on a basketball team. And once again, if he don't perform, I'm the first person. You know why? Because, yo, let me tell you, bro. I don't have to throw it when it comes to LeBron. His career has been too spectacular. He's not my son. I tell my son, he's <laughs> horrible. Ah, uh, you ain't shit tonight. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't do nothing like tonight. Let me tell you, I watch LeBron, I'm stripping to the TV. Don't LeBron shit, dickhead. I don't believe he's the perfect basketball player. Nor do I believe numbers is what make him. That's why I said if somebody, if people believe Jordan is the greatest, who? But if you ask me, I think that LeBron has had the best career in the NBA. So to your man's point about overall basketball, college and high school, if they want to put Kareem, that's cool. If we want to talk about the NBA, because there's never been a there's never been a player to win three different championships and win three different and be the M- NBA Finals MVP on three different championships teams than LeBron. He got the he's the NBA leading scorer. He's top five in assists, and he's not a compiler. He's done this since the beginning of his career. He didn't take no time off like Jordan did. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Single year. In the era, in the era of social media, when even the baggy jean hoop airing fella said himself, oh, I don't know if I could have played in that era. It would have been difficult. Uh, do you know that's Cap? I don't know. Michael Jeffrey, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I mean, I know he could have dominated, though. I know he could dominate, but he took, but I'm, I'm talking about, off the court shit. Oh, come on, bro. Come on. That game with the Hornet Knicks. Oh, come on, bro. What about a full day with him? Well, bro, 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 bro. Imagine. You a smart nigga. Imagine. The 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 Conference Finals. After the game, you lose. You go. You leave New York and go to Atlantic City and gamble to the wee hours of the night. 
what they would have been doing? Taking photos and taking kick. Oh, oh my, oh no, oh no, nah. <laughs> I feel like it's a. Uh, I hate when people do the cross uh, generation. Oh, LeBron. I hate it too. I hate it too. Jordan did it. That's the only reason I bring it up. Jordan said it. Yeah, I, I I hate that, and that's only because um, Yo, Kyrie crazy, bro. The niggas are talent. Made. This is the niggas. The niggas are talent, and that's that. That can't be denied. But what I will say before I let you go, because uh, I I feel like I need to bring you up here again next time on video. So let you get all decked up. Um, yeah, I want you to bring yo yo bring your man up there too, like. Let's have a forum. I was trying. I was trying to do that. Uh, I know. I know. Thing. I was. I ain't gonna, I gonna throw you under the bus. You my man. No, 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 no. Big, my big boy. I ain't gonna throw you under the bus. Yeah, he wasn't feeling but, well. Uh, and I do hope, little man, gets better. I want to say as my final point on this. As opposed to people being on a sideline and saying this person's the goat, this person's the goat. You know what's great great about that? It's subjective to the individual. There isn't something mm-hmm. that completely has someone unless you're talking about a Tom Brady who has seven rings or Michael Phelps who has 23 gold medals. Like, you can't Basketball is such a subjective thing where people take for granted what we see. Like, you would say people took for granted Jerry West and his dribbling and his day. You Uh would take Magic and his passing for granted. You would take, um, I'm going to say, Scotty and his defense for granted. Like, Uh and I'm only, I'm only saying. Scotty, because there's so much that you said about Mike, but you take AI and his hunger for the game and pound for pound, toughest uh, little man. You take for granted stuff that we just think is easy, and it's literally greatness on display. Like I hate to be the guy that points out Steph Curry's shooting ability, but people people watch him do warmups. Because he makes it look easy. This look greatness is not. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> fam, you can't pull up from half court or from beyond half court and turn around because you just know from your form. Oh, that's water. People take LeBron James, and I'm one of those people. I did it with Kobe, and I was fortunate enough to correct myself while he was alive. Um, I took Kobe for granted. And his ability to score until the 81-point game. And I've taken LeBron James for granted because I always said, well, nigga, if you're the biggest nigga on the court and when you get a full head of steam, blah, 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 blah. But the point of the matter is, is that he's a physical specimen that spent money on his body and health to be in a position where he could play 20 years and I'm saying this as a people may listen to this and think that I'm being kidnapped or something, but I have to recognize greatness when it's in front of us. And 
Um, where I may have issues with LeBron calling for fouls and being over dramatic and doing all this other stuff, that's one aspect of LeBron James. But the fact that I called LeBron James having a decline in year 17 because I said Father Time is the only one that's undefeated. And shout out to Nike for doing that commercial because I didn't think LeBron James would be averaging 30 in year 20. Yeah. Because it's just normal wind here. Like, my thing yeah. wasn't that he can't do it. My thing was Father Time's going to catch up to him eventually and it's going to start to show. And he, he told me to shut the hell up. And proven that, like, when you when you do the right stuff to put yourself in position to win long term, guess what happens? And I'm not talking about the the literal sense win, like championship win. I'm just saying to be productive at the highest point in the later part of your career. That's a fact. Like it is. I, I I do want to salute LeBron. Um, and that, that's going to be enough for me. <laughs> I feel like I've done I enough for you. a lifetime. But, enough for a lifetime, right? <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is impressive to see uh, records get broken. Uh, that's what they're there for. Um, I will ask you for a show or movie before you cut out of here. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did as well. I specifically had this stuff lined up in sequence to talk to you about because I'm like, if there's one person that I can have this flow of conversation with from A to B, uh, it'd be my big bro. So I do appreciate you for coming up here, but I need a short movie before I let you go. Who said a short movie? Show or movie? A TV show or movie? Hmm. Um, a show. Um, I have a couple. All time or one that I'm watching like right now. One you watching right now? Um. Oh, uh, May of Kingstown. You watch that? That's a. I love May of Kingstown. Man, they get into it. They get into it. Yeah, that's that's one. Another one is um, Your Honor. You watch that? That's another one they get into. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you and Luke. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I watch I watch both of those and I love both of those shows. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can have, we'll change the conversation and talk more TV shows next time you're up here. I think. I don't know. I may change it on your last minute. Yeah, that's a good there's a good one on, on um with like some African people, I think, on Amazon Prime called Riches. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, it it shocked me, but watch it is very good. Riches, riches, yep, it's very good, very good. Right. Um, I want to put out uh the ESPN thirty for thirty on the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. Yeah, that as, that a, <laughs> as a fan of sports, you can't help but appreciate the chess match between Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning or Ray Lewis and Tom Brady and that Ravens defense um, 
they didn't have the best offense. They but they had enough to get it done. But the heart and soul of that team being anchored by Ray Lewis in that defense with Shannon Sharp and those guys. But the 30 for 30 on the Baltimore Ravens only had me anticipating, as Kendrick Perkins said, the 30 for 30 that should be, and that is what never was of Harden. Yeah, right. Durant. That got to be. Yeah, for real. Because that was potential, and it just fell apart. And I'm, you think KD mad he left Golden State for this? I think KD would never admit that. Like, KD would never admit, KD would never admit that. I'm talking KD, KD would never admit that. Because KD, KD feels like he just was done there. So he's like, if he wouldn't, if he didn't leave Golden State for Brooklyn, he'd have left Golden State for someplace else. Like, KD is that type of person that would would just say, and eh, nah, regardless of what I of what happened here, it was time for me to go there. It reminds me of uh, Shaq leaving LA and going to Miami and telling Kobe how my ass tastes. I feel like KD thought the Warriors would never win more ring because of his departure. And yeah, you can't he... tell me that nigga was tight when they won. You yo, can't K- tell me. Yo, KD is a yo, KD is a mystery, bro. Like I was in a in in um in in Fendi studio with uh Fab and Davies. Um and uh what's that guy? Um Rome Streets. Oh god, that'd be rapping with Whitman. He was there. KD came with him. And he was talking basketball and all sort of shit and Yo, this nigga KD really talked basketball, bro. KD only cared about basketball. And it wasn't no intrusive questions, but and KD just won a ball. So KD, like, uh, KD don't care really about who's, who, like, who's on the team or what the, what the GM is going to do tomorrow. He KD want to suit up and play ball. Yeah. Like he's a he's 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 very unique in that aspect. Like, but he don't care to be a leader on a team. He thinks that grown men is supposed to be grown men. Do your job, I do my job, and let's see how it plays out. Oh man, uh, I appreciate you for coming up. I'm gonna end on that note. Uh, guys, get your excuses ready because you always need excuses to call out. One of these days, you're gonna get uh, one of JB's excuses to call out of his business. But until that time, <laughs> again, my brother, always, always love, always, always, always. Yeah, we gotta, yo, we 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 gotta get in the same place and, and recall things, bro. We gotta map out something, get in there. You know what I'm saying? Get somebody. You say I already got somebody to record it. Let's do this, bro. I keep telling you, I'm whatever schedule you give me to go off of. I will. Matter of fact, you shoot me today, and I'll make mm-hmm. it. All right, but I got you. But appreciate you. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, whatever phase pod. Oh.
All right, holla, family. Go, James. Here we go. All right, all right. 